A relentlessly real peek behind the scenes of Journey Church in Bend, Oregon. From church in a strip club to a strip mall, going where Jesus would go to reach people Jesus would reach. The good, the bad, and the ugly, all for the glory of God. A journey of misery and miracles. Your hosts are the founders, Pastor Keith and Kara. There really is hope for everyone. Well, hey everyone, it is season two. Episode one, this is Keith, and I'm joined here with my absolutely adorable, lovely, (laughs) incredible, intelligent wife, Kara. Say hello to the world. Well, that was a nice introduction. Thank you. Come on. Episode one, season two. We were supposed to be on video. Yes, yes. My great apologies. We gave it an effort. We did give it an effort. Probably a month or two ago. No, six weeks ago. Yeah. We tried hard. We got all the lighting. We worked hard. <laughs> we recorded an entire episode on video. And friends, we're going to be honest, it was a lot harder than we thought. It was. It's and like you need a whole production team or something. It, it's not that we're not going to do this. It's just the expectations uh, didn't... They were too high. We we just, you know, match. we set a lofty goal. And- yes. Yeah, so we just figured we're going to go back to audio at least for another season. Yes. Maybe midway through the season, yeah. I'll invite the staff to help me. We thought we'd be able to do it on our own. At least I thought we'd be able to um, edit the audio and video and all of those things together. But it just became too much of a chore. It's all good. We're here and we just are ready to tell some stories of what God's doing. Amen. Because God is doing great things. God is so good all the time. And we've got to testify. That's how we overcome the enemy. Yes. The accuser that accuses day and night. Yes. It's by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So someone testify. Amen. And he wants to silence us. And and we're going to push through that and say, no way. Amen. It is absolutely um, incredible that Carrie, you and I just keep reminding each other how far we've come, where we are, and how when you are in a healthy place, you, you can get through a whole lot more. Oh, amen to that. And yeah, there is so much happening right now that is so good. There's also some bad, maybe even just some ugly, a little bit of ugly. Well, that's kind of the concept of this, right? Yes. That we would Let's share real. confessions that yeah. we would. It's one of our core values at Journey Church to be relentlessly real, that church isn't always good all the time it's yeah. made up of people i say this all the time wherever there are people there are problems and uh, it doesn't mean that god's not working in the midst of those problems but it's a good thing yeah i mean i feel like it's the american way to put a you know a facade on and, yes. and not go to the places that that are broken or that are real you know right. that are painful um so i think there's healing in um in talking about brokenness and, yes. and pain. So, Amen. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the things that really I've appreciated about Journey over the years is that we don't just have that as a core value on a wall somewhere right. or in a book somewhere, but we actually live that out. Come on. And I think the, um, the people that we uh, lead and do life with, I think, are, um, are, are uh, they appreciate it. Yeah. And they, they are willing to get vulnerable. Yes. Um, because we've created spaces for them to be safe in. Amen. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm 
wholly convinced that the one thing every human being has in common is brokenness. Yeah. And when we just lay down our cards and we reveal who we are, I actually think there's going to be more trust. There's going to be more hope. There absolutely will be more healing. Yeah. Because our identity will be revealed that, uh, oh, you're much more like me than I thought. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And the one thing the enemy wants to do is to shield that. And then we're all trying to fake it. Yeah. To please people that we don't even know or like. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with that? Like, we got anxiety and and I'm not exempt to that. I mean, I was sharing with you this week, like, getting anxiety and fear of control over someone I don't even really care about. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's someone that doesn't really have an impact in the longevity of my life, my family, uh, the church, or uh, but yet just crazy, just a text message or two here and there can yeah, yeah. cause you in a spiral of anxiety. Like, man, what what a great um, tool the enemy uses to cause us to think we need to have it all together all the time. Yeah, yeah, amen. And I think one of the lessons that we are, um, or one of the things that we're really uh, moving into in this season of our life is um, is that we are caring more and more about uh, not caring what other people think. <laughs> Just and caring, not, I don't only mean, caring about what the Lord cares about. Yeah, I don't yeah. mean that in a bad way. No, it's actually I, in a really I know profound, liberating way. Amen. Because if we're not walking with God the yes. way He wants us to, uh, then we're just trying to please people, and yes. that it leads nobody nowhere. It, it reminds me of. Second Peter three that we've just read in our annual reading, and you read it yesterday. I got, was a day behind, but Peter's talking about the, the second coming of Jesus coming like a thief in the night, yeah, and how everything's going to be exposed, mm-hmm. and and his his challenge then is is to live for righteousness now, because. Jesus right. is coming. So let's get real now. Let's not wait for another time, a better time. Like, yeah. Let's just be get, ready. Be ready. Be ready. Yes. Amen. I, I just, that should be a mantra of the church and be ready. Be ready. Yeah. Let's get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Like this, this is the time to get real. Yeah. And like, let's just cut the crap, cut the facade. Like yeah. let's quit being fake. Yeah. Let's, and let's go for it. Like I, I, amen. we probably talked about this on here before, but I really have this conviction that our life is short. Yes. It is a vapor. The Bible tells us that our oh. life is short. Like we, if we don't go after ever after God with everything. Yes. Now I don't want to get to my, the end of my life and say, I wish I would have. Amen. I really don't. Like Amen. that's a core conviction in my soul. Man, that's, that's a good word. I, I watched a movie last night and just a total Hollywoody movie, but there was a line in the movie that said, said when people are on their deathbed, they don't regret what they've done. They regret what, what they, they didn't do. Done, Absolutely. You know? And that's exactly what I'm talking about is is that exact um uh thought you know like it really it has it has um been something that i've i've mulled over for a lot of years since i was very young that i just really i could not ever wrap my mind around uh living a meaningless life yes it's not something i've ever wanted to do so i'm thankful that god gives us meaning and purpose and, yes, and vision and um direction the bible would call that faith that we would actually live for yes. what we're created yes. and destined to experience, which is the God that created us and made us and eternity is real. Yeah. And so when we have faith, we're, we're believing that we're made for more, that we're going to experience more, live for more. And now we walk in obedience. We walk by faith, exactly, not by sight. Totally, which I think transitions us into... I. Um uh, you know, maybe talking about our more initiative that yes, we've been in. And for me, it's been, um, 
again, one of those seasons of reflection, of, uh, of studying, not just studying, but living it, living in faith and what yes. that actually looks like. And, um, it really, the Bible is so clear. Like it's so clear about faith. Um, Come on. Like without faith, it's impossible to please God. Yes. Um, I, and I, I just have this greater perspective of the Christian walk and life now, Come on. um, that we we have to live by faith. Yes. Like, like we have to. And faith is uh, the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things we can't see. So we can, we don't have faith figured out. <laughs> Come on. If we haven't figured out, that's not faith, right? right I mean, right. you've said that before. So it's like the, leading people through this more initiative has been up and down and all around because we aren't accustomed to walking by faith. So let's give a little history to what you're referring to, which is the season where just coming out of, but it's one we're going to be in for the next few years, but we just did a more series launching a two-year generosity initiative called More. The whole concept of More was birthed out of a revelation I got in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. And it was years ago. It's like God implanted his word, and then over the years, it's germinated, it's taken root, mm. and it broke forth through the soil. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's in Paul's prayer, after he prays for the church, to experience the fullness of God, yeah. the, the height, the depth, the breadth, the width of God's love, that they would experience the fullness of God. He concludes with this, just this powerful prayer now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to his power at work within us. Yes. And that, that's the ESV, at least that I have memorized. The, the NIV talks about God doing immeasurably more. Mm-hmm. Now, that just struck me. Either I believe that or I don't. Right. And either the church is going to lead out of that, that we yeah. believe that God's not done, that yep. He can do more, yeah. that we're going to pray bigger, bolder prayers, that we're going we're gonna to walk by faith even greater, we're going to yep. take more risks for God, yep. we're going to give more, we're going to do more, exactly. we're going to believe more. And when we, we launched this, it was in preparation for months, working with a, just a fantastic consultant that's become a friend mm-hmm. of ours, almost like a family member of the house of Journey. Yeah. And uh, it was a two-year generosity initiative saying, all right, church, let's step into this and, and let's give by faith yeah. to do more. Yeah. Now, y- you've asked me several times, do you think, Keith, if we were giving towards an actual building campaign, building a beautiful building, would people have gotten behind this more or mm-hmm. given more and, and so forth? And my short answer, of course, is yes. That's yeah. so much sexier. Mm-hmm. You know, when we talk about reaching the lost, mm-hmm. when you talk about uh, building kids' classrooms and mm-hmm. bathrooms, you know, or, when, and paying off debt, uh, right, when, on our you, land. Exactly. When you talk about paying off a mortgage that's yeah. nearly thirty thousand dollars a month, you yeah. know, which by over, the way is incredibly biblical to oh, to not have debt, right? And so we, we cast this vision to church, saying, "Are right, these three things? We're going to strengthen our ministry. Let's keep doing what God is doing and not give up. Let's not get weary in doing good. Yeah. Biblical. Yeah. Let's not grow weary yep. in what we're doing. Don't forget about this. Yep. And then, secondly, let let's seize the opportunity." in front of us. We want to continue to grow. We don't want to get stagnant. You know, stagnant water breeds bacteria. We want to constantly uh, invite God to do a new thing, which, so we want to expand our auditorium, our kids' classroom, because we've, we've been a capacity for a a while at at Journey in terms of attendance uh, and we can't fit a whole lot more. And then finally, like you said, we we, we want to secure our future and pay off this debt to develop a campus and do things we've never done before. So we launched this. We launched it the second week of September, mm-hmm. and 
uh, with a bang. I mean, it's just full blown. It was really exciting. Ephesians 3.20, our theme. Now to him who's able to do far more, you know, more, more, more. Just And one of the things that we launched with was praying for uh, people that, you know, in our lives that we want to be saved, right? Yes, like, and that impact, Which has been amazing. It, it was, it, it exceeded my expectations. Yeah, there was one Sunday, I don't know, maybe a month ago, three, four weeks ago, where I had probably five different people tell me Come on. either someone on their card was at church that day yes. or it was their long shot at yes. church that day. Like it was one Sunday. It was one person after the next. Amen. Like we are seeing God move Amen. in this area. When we ask him, he answers. Come on. That's the truth. We've had people. So we did these impact cards where you put down five or six names of people who do not believe yet in Jesus. And yeah. we have had people invite those friends, family members, coworkers to church. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful because it's like coming back to the origins of why we started Journey yeah, Church. Absolutely. We started Journey to be a church for people who don't like church. Now, I've explained on this podcast before the semantics that uh, Christians can get so stuck sometimes on the silliest things that we've quit saying that phrase. Yeah. You know, a church for people who don't like church because people are like, well, shouldn't we like the church? Right. But, you know, I've, I've processed that a lot through the years. And <laughs> I, I really like, that's the heart of God. So if you have a problem with the heart of God to reach the lost. Well, that, that, that we've changed it. I mean, so now semantically, it's, it's the same heart. Now we've just come up with a phrase. It's way more simple. Hope for everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't matter who you are, how yeah. far you are from God. Yeah. No matter how old you are, how young you are, it doesn't matter where you are. And I'll tell you, I, I too have been so blessed and surprised by the impact of coming back to the reason we exist as a church. Yeah. Jesus repeated over and over in different ways. He came to seek and to save the lost. Mm -hmm. he, he didn't come for the healthy. He came for the sick. Yep. I mean, over and over, he repeats for us uh, through parables, through his teachings, through his, 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 his life and his actions that he loves the broken, the marginalized, the, the, the sick, the, um, overlooked you know i mean those are yeah. the ones and that he loves and we're seeing that yeah i thank god for that i mean let, let's give some testimonies yeah. to that because i'm i mean i'm just every week i wonder what else can you do god mm -hmm. <laughs> like people get saved every week and i pray for the lost to be saved but sometimes i just doubt like I don't know if anybody's going to raise their hand again or yeah. give their heart to Jesus. And and every single week. Yep, every Sunday. I mean, we had one pastor this week share a testimony of a whole family this mm -hmm. week literally saying yes to Jesus. Mom, dad, like teenage, adolescent age kids, all saying yeah. yes to Jesus last Sunday. Yeah. So I was on the computer on Sunday in the production room, right? So I'm in the production room and um, the, 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 the staff person who counts those, right? She goes out of the production room, counts them. Mm -hmm. That I think it was that service, yes. I, I believe, but she came back into the production room, just tears like tears Amen. streaming down her face based on the hands that were being raised. It's, it's amazing. I, it never ceases to get old, but yet I go into Sundays yeah. not knowing what God's going to do. Yeah. You know, for years at Journey Church, we never had that type of response yeah. to altar calls. And there's a multitude of reasons why. One is just my own maturity, mm -hmm. not having the confidence and the experience and the... Um, 
the wherewithal to, to, to be able to clearly articulate um, what it means to, to believe in Jesus. And now I, I seize every opportunity yeah. I can yeah. to invite people into a, a living relationship with yeah. Jesus. And it's wild. I mean, I would get people in their 70s, 80s say yes to Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I had a, a young man a few weeks ago who uh, is about a year out of the military. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think he was a Marine. Uh, but he's a, a, a young vet, a young mm-hmm. man, maybe mid twenties, uh, and was telling me he's doing all these different jobs, three or four different jobs. He's a bouncer. Uh, he works at AT and T, and then some other job. I think he had three three jobs. He's balancing all these things, and he said he had three or four different people at AT and T invite him to Journey Church. Mm, that's awesome. Over the last several months, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Well, clearly this is a sign. I need to go to Journey mm-hmm. Church." He's unchurched. You know, and he's got all this brokenness in his life. And then he, he made excuse after excuse Sunday after Sunday. And he came up and told me. And by the way, he raised his hand and said yes to Jesus. He comes up to me. He's got his military Bible he got from a chaplain or somewhere in the military. And it's got camel on it, this tiny little Bible. And he's explaining to me, hey, how do I get these things out of my mind yeah. that I've experienced mm-hmm. that cause anger and cause me mm-hmm. to do things I don't want to do? Immediately, this guy's already starting the journey of sanctification. Yeah, I don't um, want to be my old man. Yeah, I don't want it to so good. be my flesh. And it was so great, Kara, praying with this young man and just seeing the excitement already on uh, his body language, his face, they, he started the journey of following Jesus, of being a disciple. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so, yeah. so grateful for these testimonies of, yeah. of so many new people coming to faith right now. Yeah. And then didn't he take that even an additional step to, to commit to some financial giving to the more initiative, right? That's what I heard. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know the whole story behind that, yeah. but yes, that's yeah. what I heard. Is, Which, the only reason I say that is that is the fruit yes. of a life that's transformed, right? It's like yes. God is the Lord of everything, Amen. including our money, as hard as that feels. Yes. Um, and the crazy thing is that when we actually release it, like He blesses it. Amen. Well, our business administrator uh, at the church, we were talking about that. How many new people... Uh, more than 70 have are, are committing to give to Journey Church for the first time. Yeah, I love it. And what's really cool about this, and, and I just celebrate this, is when I look at those names, there are a lot of those names that have been coming to Journey Church for years, mm, and yeah. they weren't giving. Yeah. And now they're 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 taking the step of discipleship of growth, and you know, I was, as dialoguing with with our well, her name's Heather. I was, I was sharing with Heather, you know. There are many different philosophies whether pastors should see names and how much yeah. people give and not give. And you know, I've, I've heard pastors, um, you, you know, confidently and maybe even and forgive me if this is out of line, but even arrogantly, like I don't want to know who gives and I will never know who gives. And I've always been one that does know who gives. Uh, it, it used to be, and I've lost this, particularly over the pandemic. I need to start this back up. But I used to write a letter to every person that mm. gave for the first time and yeah. just a little note thanking them for yeah. joining us on mission. Yeah. And for me, it's a, a huge sign of discipleship yeah, exactly. saying, I am yeah. trusting the Lord. It's one thing to believe in Jesus as Savior. He's forgiven your sins. It's a whole nother thing yeah. to allow Him to be Lord over everything. Yeah. And so when you start giving to the church, it's an automatic, like, uh, a sign, uh, an outside, yeah. um, 
And the, the cool fruit. thing, totally. And the cool thing to me, in my experience, speaking from my own experience in giving is literally like, I am a much more blessed person. Oh, yes. Um, after uh, allowing God to have control of of my money, like yeah. I just, it's it's not about the church wanting money or needing money, no. even like it's all God's, right? No. Like it's literally about a posture of the heart saying. You can do more with my resources Come than on. I can, Amen. whether it's giving to journey or whatever. Like it doesn't, you know, let's, let's go there for just a little bit about money and um, what that looks like for the church. Cause here's the reality. The majority of people that attend church that call themselves Christians just don't even give to the church. Mm-hmm. Then those that do give to the church that attend the majority of those that give are not tithing or yeah. giving sacrificially. Yeah. Now there is a very small percentage. And when I mean small percentage, I, I'm talking small. Like I believe right now at Journey, it's 11% of the church covers the majority yeah. of our giving. Which is probably pretty typical it for a church, right? Yes. Uh, we've had at times as low as 7 or 8% yeah. of the givers yeah. supporting. And we're talking about paying rent, utilities, yeah. staff, ministry, all of right. the things that we do, the donuts on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, there's a cost to to doing ministry and it's a very small majority. So all of a sudden when we talk about money, it's really a curious thing. Let's, let's talk about some of the bad and the ugly for a moment mm-hmm. because all of a sudden people, they instantly gravitate to all the church wants is your money. Yeah. Now this is PTSD for me because we started Journey Church off with a deep philosophy that money would never be an issue or an obstacle to the gospel. Now I want to just publicly confess, I did a disservice not talking about money enough at Journey Yeah. because Jesus talked a lot about money, yeah. a lot. I mean, he, he called people out on it. He, yeah, he called the, the, the Pharisees out on mm-hmm. it. You tithe. He called them out on their tithing. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he looked at the widow and the person giving generously. He called this out. He did many lessons on giving through parables. I mean, he had no problem talking about money. I mean, when the rich young ruler came and said, how do I get to heaven? Yeah. What do I do to inherit eternal yeah. life? Hey, why don't you sell what you have and give to the poor? Yeah. You know, I mean, he had no problem. Then when the church does it, yeah. It hits a nerve and it did hit a nerve in a lot of people. Yeah. Care. Yeah. I, I know. mean, and that was shocking to me because journey is not about money yet. The devil somehow perverted this whole thing Absolutely. and said, well, well, that's what he wants. It's about money. We have done nothing but preach the Bible over this more initiative. Yeah. I, I unashamedly would say we've preached the Bible through this series. And yet I've had people tell me, well, the church has changed. Now you're about money. Yeah. Well, no, this isn't about money. You know what's what's so hard for me too in this is that it's it's a grieving for me of like um, a position of the heart that is unwilling to actually go all in for Jesus, and that's where like I through this initiative I have like I have just mulled over the uh, the scripture in Malachi mm. where uh, Malachi three I think yes. you know where God he he literally says, test me in this area yes. and see if I won't open the floodgates of heaven. Right. And like that's if we are actually going to take God at his word, then we need to take him at his word. Right. And uh, so, so my point in saying that is, and that's just for me, like that's, that I'm preaching to myself. That's something that I am personally wrestling with is what does that actually look like? Um, and, um, and if I don't do it, what am I missing? Right. So that's right. where my grieving comes in Come of, on. of people that actually take offense to this. You're actually missing the point and the blessing. Yeah. I, 
I totally agree. And what begins to happen with those who have been a part of the church for a long period of time is they can justify, they can spiritualize, and then they can call out others. And let me just clarify for the listeners of those who have been offended, and even they've, we've had a, a several leave the church, it is a small minority. Yeah. But the problem is when you, you know, if you have a, a small rock in your shoe, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, it just, you can't stop thinking about it. You got to take care of this. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like the one, two or three at the church, yeah. they impact you. Yeah. It, it stings and it hurts mm -hmm. when you've done life with someone yeah. and then they say, I'm leaving the church because yeah. all you care about is money. Yeah. It's like, well, first of all, I know that's not all we care about. Yeah. We care about saving souls and actually walking by faith, taking God at his word. Mm -hmm. and, and we're going to do what we can with that. Yeah. And just because that struck a nerve with you and, and the reality is like this, <laughs> this was just a, 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 a series, like we're going to come out of this. We're going to go into this, but people, yeah. they, they took that. We, I don't know if I want to go so far as to say this is an idol, but it felt like within the first few weeks, we as Americans have made yes. money an idol. Yes. Jesus said, you cannot serve both yeah. God and mammon, or as some translation yeah. says, you cannot serve both God and money. Yeah. You've got to choose. Yeah. And if you're going to hold on to money, you're going to talk about money. And if you yeah. think this is all about money, that's on you. That's yeah. not on me. Yeah. And people have left the church. And it, again, it's a very small minority. Yeah. It's not like an exodus. There was no split. We're talking two, three, four yeah. uh, couples. But when it's someone that's committed, Mm -hmm. And you've done life with them. Mm -hmm. You've you've prayed with them. You've you've served alongside them. You've laughed with them. You've done, um, you know, you you you've you've been living life together as a family. And then they say, well, th this this is the straw that breaks the camel's back. It's like, wow, like that's it, huh? Like there's no wrestling with it together. I mean, imagine it's like that in a family. Like all of a sudden, yeah. hey, let, let's talk about our 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 uh, budget, Kara. And yeah. hey, this is uncomfortable. We don't talk about this very often. Well, I'm done. Yeah. I'm yeah. moving on to a, a new spouse. Yeah. I don't know. That might sound extreme, but we ought to be like family. And it's taught me a lot during this time. Um, and it, it has hurt, but I'm so grateful that as we started off this podcast saying we're in such a healthier place than yeah, we've been before. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I, those things used to really drag, you know, me down or us down, yes. but it definitely, I, I'm in a much healthier place where it doesn't. And it's more of just a, a grieving to me of, mm -hmm. of you, you're missing the opportunity to actually, uh, link arms and be a part of the family and actually watch God move Come in on, such an amazing way. Yes. And you're not going to get to see it. So that's actually really sad to me. Yes, I, I agree. I, I wish uh, every person that leaves journey the best. I genuinely yeah. do. I want them to be connected into the church. So sure. I want you to go get connected and what you weren't doing a journey. I pray you do in your next church. Yeah. You know, I, I, whatever that looks like, I want you to be a disciple of the Lord. Yeah, and if, absolutely. If we struck a nerve and said, giving financially is one of the aspects of what it means to follow the Lord. If that's the trigger for you, then yeah. at the end of the day, I pray that God will somehow release something in you. Yeah. That to allow you to fully go in because we want revival yeah. we want revival in our church but we know that if there's true revival it has to happen citywide because we don't yeah. have the capacity yeah. to reach all the people in this region and we want this region saved 
I mean, so I've got no problem releasing people that the church is saying, you were never ours to begin with. Yeah, Jesus is the head of this church. Yeah. There's actually only one church. Right. And we want to see a movement of God absolutely. in every single church. We want, we want people saved. And the tragedy is our hearts don't break for the things that break God's heart. Mm. And if they did, we, we would be a little more broken over depression and suicide yeah. and addiction and yeah. broken marriages and the foster care system over this region. We would start to see what God sees over this region. Like yeah. Jesus wept over Jerusalem, we would weep over our yeah. city. Yeah. And, and that's that's really what breaks my heart is like, okay, if yeah. we're not on mission, then yeah. you know that... <laughs> Please open up your seat for somebody else yeah, because, like yeah. I explained to that young man that just that that military vet is just saying, "Okay, I'm all in for Jesus. Let's go." Yeah. You know, I'm looking for an army that's going to yeah. rise up and say, "Let's go. Yeah. Let's storm the gates of hell." Jesus said, "I will build my church, yep. and the gates of hell won't prevail." That's an offensive position. Yeah. Gates are meant to to hold people out. We're saying we're going in. <laughs> we're yeah. rescuing people. Yeah. This is who we are. And you know, at the end of the day, that's some of the some of the ugly part about church, you know, that many people don't understand about what we do from, from the top down. But we've got a great team that understands and we love each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, at staff meetings, we laugh together. Yeah. You know, the Bible talks about laughter being good medicine. You know, there's something about being able to... Yeah. Um, to not stay stuck. If we were to just to dwell on the nasty, like, I can't believe that person did this or did that, um, we would stay there. But no, God is doing so much. We've talked about this many times before on this podcast. We we tell stories at Journey Church and uh, we at staff meeting, we spend a good hour or two hours sometimes yeah. just sharing about the transformation of yeah. what God's doing through kids, yep. through teenagers, yep. through the, the superheroes, the volunteers we have at Journey Church. And... Yeah. The congregation. Yeah, amen. Absolutely love it. Yeah. So that's some of the bad and the ugly of the more initiative, but overall, we're hearing some really cool stories too. Yeah. I mean, of people who are trusting God financially. Yeah. You know, one of the areas, let, let's go to the good. One of the areas we're hearing is that, that we said this would be 100% participation. Truth is, it hasn't been 100% participation, but we wanted kids teenagers, adults yeah. alike, everyone to participate. But the, here's a cool thing. Those that are participating, it is so fun to see because yeah. kids are joining in on this. Mm-hmm. We have said over and over at Journey Church, kids are not the future church. Kids right. are the church. So if a kid believes in Jesus, they get the same Holy Spirit an adult gets. Shouldn't we be discipling that kid to follow Jesus in every area? Yes. Amen. Meaning, don't wait until you become an adult to understand what it means to give to God yeah. financially. Amen. So what's really rad, Kara, we have kids that are committing to give to this to the point that the parents are saying, how are you going to figure mm-hmm. that out? How are you going to do <laughs> I that? I love it, right? And this past Sunday, we already had envelopes Aww. with kids' handwriting with their name on it That's with awesome. cash in it. That's awesome. I love that. The faith of a child. Little Lily, you know, yeah. Lily. I won't Aww. even say her last yeah. name. Little Chandler. Yeah. The little child handwriting, $5 bill yeah. in there. 
They could have oh. used that for the candy store. Yeah. They could have yeah. used that to go to the movies. They could have yeah. used that to buy a toy. Totally. But they are saying, I love Journey it. Church is it's my church. church. Yeah. And I give to this. And we're part of this. Yeah. And I am the church. And I love Jesus. I trust God with every area. And I pray a blessing that what you said in about Malachi 3, that God's promise would be true even over those children. Yeah. Uh, one of those kids' families, it, it's amazing because as we talked about this, this initiative and what that means to trust God with your finances. They didn't feel like they could do this. Well, you know, we're struggling financially. We mm -hmm. don't have money. We have all these needs. We're not a part of this. But God's word doesn't say that you stop trusting God because of your needs. Yeah. If, if we have faith like a mustard seed, then move the mountain. Yep. And that very family, as they trusted God in this, mm -hmm. and I want to say as their kids trusted God yeah. in this, they saw God's provision. Yeah. The, 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 Father of the house, the husband, he got a raise at work, 22% raise. So cool. He got better hours where now he's able to go to church with yeah. his family Aww. on Sunday mornings. Immediately there was a That's response. That's awesome. Yeah. Let me share another story. Uh, when we started this, you, you and I both got this text message this week. This couple, they said, you know what? We're going to commit to give 2% more than yeah. we're currently giving. Yeah. 2% more. That was just the number that yeah. came into their head. We can call that the Holy Spirit. Call it what you will. 2% was the number. We're going to give 2% more. She wrote us a text mm -hmm. this week and said, since we started giving 2% more, yeah. we got a twofold uh, um, more business. Yeah. Two, two, uh, two times more, yeah. um, whatever it is, clients at their work. Yeah. So literally they got two times more with only 2% more giving. So cool. Now, some people would wrestle, wait a second, are you saying this is a prosperity gospel that if you give to God, God's going to give to you? Well, first of all, that's what God's word says. Yeah. Second of all, no, we're not saying that. Yeah. We're saying God is God and he's going to he do what do God whatever wants to do. He wants to he's do. He's sovereign. Exactly. It's all his. Right. So well, he, and the enemy, that's what the enemy does, right? Like right. he takes the truth and he perverts it. Yes. He, so, so he's he's made he, he's he's allowed or he is uh, there have been portions of the church that have uh, not done a good they've done a disservice to God's word in this area. So I know people have been hurt by churches that right. that um, abuse, take things that abuse, abuse these types of things. Gospel. Right? Yes, there are false preachers yes, and there prophets. Are. There are that but, take but, too much money. Yes, yes, there there really are, but. At, let's let's as a church say we're going to open our scriptures and we're going to say we're going to do what God says. Come on, we're going we're going to take Him at His word yes. that He is who He says He is and yes. He can do what He says He can do. And so we're going to trust Him with that. Yes, and um and so that's where I am with with this whole thing of it. This is not a prosperity gospel. Come However. On. My God is a God of abundance. Come on. He is not a God of, of, of scarcity. He's, he's not a God of, we're not orphans. <laughs> no. Go read 2 Corinthians 9. It's a principle of sowing. What you sow, you reap. Yes. So you're going to call that a prosperity gospel? No, this is God's word. Yeah. God's looking for a cheerful giver. He's not asking us to give out of manipulation or guilt or coercion. He's asking us to trust him. Yes. To provide for what, what he loves. I mean, I'm talking... Matthew 25, Jesus said, when you've given a cup of cold water yeah. to the thirsty, clothes yeah. to the naked, yeah. and visited those in prison, Amen. that's what we're that's, doing at Journey Church. Yeah, exactly. Literally, that's yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. We're building wells in Ukraine. We're yep. building wells in Africa. Yep. We, we are literally doing, we are visiting those in prison. Yeah. Kara, I just put on my calendar in January, I'm going to go preach at Deer Ridge yeah. Prison in January, mm. which is hard for me on my schedule to try to yeah. figure those out.
those things out. But we, we are believing we're going to get in every prison in the state of yeah, Oregon. Amen. We're, we're believing that if from the inside out, do just do what Jesus said. Yeah. So all of a sudden right? people say like, oh, what are you doing with that money? Uh, what Jesus would do uh, yeah, with that money? Exactly, like, right? I, we're, we're seeking. We yeah. were doing what God would want to do. Yeah. And so that, that's, that's an interesting one when people just... Again, it's that trigger of, well, because churches have abused this before, yeah. we're going to associate that to you. Yeah. Listen, evil is everywhere. Yeah. There are doctors that have done evil. They, they've, they've taken advantage of patients uh, financially uh, w- w- with false um, prescriptions uh, and drugs. I mean, they've done all sorts of evil. I could go on and on about how they use and abuse their patients. Does that mean, well, I'm never going to go to a doctor again because yeah. I watched on the news a doctor that perverted his position yeah. and I, I refuse to go to the doctor again. That would be foolishness. Yeah. And I do, I would, I do want to recognize though, I, I know there are people people that have personally been hurt by churches mm. that are um, abusing God's yes. word, right? Like, I know that's true. Yes, church hurt is real. With them. Yeah, yes. I mean, so so I know that's true. So, so you know, I guess the challenge is, um, is to help, uh, you know, lead through... Uh, how do we heal from that? Our God Amen. is a healer. Amen. He wants to heal us and he wants to move us forward. Come on. Uh, he's always, he's doing a new thing. Yes. So, so we need to trust that that he's leading a new thing. Yes. Um, and I, I completely agree with you. And, and that, that's the posture I want to have. I don't want to have a jaded, cynical posture. Sometimes I get passionate and, um, I, and, and use examples of the world. But you're exactly right, Kara. Even Jesus himself is the perfect picture of whom we learn from, yeah. we live for, we allow the Spirit to work in us just like the Holy Spirit worked in Jesus. You yeah. know, of the 12 disciples, I mean, we can argue that he had one that betrayed him, but the truth is when Jesus was on the cross, mm-hmm. where were his disciples? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, he looked to John to ask him to yeah. care for his mother, but at the end of the day, it's not like he had these warriors that, yeah. that, that that this was the time that they would raise up and protect their Messiah. You know, we, we can look at Judas and say, well, Judas is the ultimate betrayer, but, but Jesus too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm going to... You just use a current context. He had church hurt, if you will. Yeah. And it didn't stop oh, him. Oh, gosh, yeah. It didn't stop his mission. Yeah, he, absolutely. He kept going. He, he kept praying in the garden. Yeah. You know, Father, let yeah. not my will, but your, your will. will be done. Yeah. You know, like, this is yeah. hard. This is hard. Uh, yeah. Father, this is hard. And yeah. I want to recognize that when you're hurt and when you have to carry... Um, yeah. the wounds of people betraying yeah. you. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. You don't just, like... Shake it off. I mean, Jesus did say if people don't receive the shake off the dust and move on. But the reality of betrayal can, can be painful. Yeah. But man, here comes Sunday. Yeah, right? Resurrection, <laughs> Resurrection is coming. day, right? Uh, and we, we don't stay in the tomb. Yeah, uh, we don't, amen. We don't stay in the hurt. So I do think that healing is important. And sometimes the trauma is greater than others. Sometimes it requires counseling. Sometimes yeah. it requires uh, time. Uh, I met with someone. This is unrelated to the MORE initiative and s- some of our conversation on this podcast today. But it was powerful uh, meeting uh, she's new to Bend and new to Journey, and uh, she had church hurt. Mm. Uh, and we're talking decades of church hurt, mm. and loves Journey, and just wanted to know: Is this going to be a safe place yeah. for someone that's fragile, yeah. someone that's been hurt? Mm-hmm. And she shared with me her her story: mm. uh, being abused in a marriage, mm. not not receiving uh, help that she so desperately. Mm. Um, 
from the church wanted from the church yeah. and um, just felt really mm. abandoned or betrayed by the yeah. church um, because it was like people sided with their husband because mm. he was a leader in the church and oh you know just kind of get over that mm-hmm. like you know we all make mistakes and mm-hmm. you know they just overlooked this year after year after year mm. with, with her giving signs of abuse you know many times people who are being abused they can't communicate um, clearly out of fear yeah. of retribution from the yeah, abuser. Right. <laughs> you know, that if, 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 if they get found out. And so, man, just hearing her story mm. and um, watching this healing in her life, I'm so grateful she didn't give up on God. She didn't yeah. give up on the church because that's yeah. the ultimate goal it, of the enemy yeah. Yeah, exactly. is to destroy, to, to, deny to steal, kill, Absolutely. and destroy. He wants to destroy the he church. Yes. He wants to destroy our faith. That's yeah. deconstruction, yep. deconstructionism yep. of our age. Absolutely. Is, well, just take away all that you believe today because, yeah, yeah there is hurt in the church. I mean, I yeah. make mistakes. I admit yeah. all the time, like, if, if I'm in sin or I've made a mistake, I want the Holy Spirit to reveal it to me. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit will reveal it three ways, through the Word of God, through the person of the Holy Spirit, or through other people. Yeah. And, you know, if, if someone tells me, this is what yeah. you're doing, and this is contrary to God's Word, mm-hmm. well, I don't want to keep doing that. Sometimes yeah. I do it out of ignorance and unbelief. Sometimes I... Man, sometimes it's just out of the flesh, and I want to repent and become who God wants me to yeah, be. Amen. In my mind, my heart, my soul, everything about it, and I, I don't, I don't want us to be a church that doesn't repent. Like God's kindness leads to repentance. Yeah, He's patient yeah. with us for the purpose of repentance. Yeah. And so I. I and as a family, we come alongside each other, yes. and we don't just walk away from no. it because. We don't like what someone did, Amen. right? Like yeah. you work through the hard stuff, and that's where the fruit comes. Yes, I, like, James talks about that when, yeah. when we when we bring someone back from sin. Yeah, we, we we've we've put into practice salvation. That that's yeah. what salvation is. Salvation is loving people in their mess, in yeah. their sin. It, that's what love is. It covers Absolutely. a multitude of right. sins. Right. We don't just give up on one another because, yeah. hey, pastor, you messed up. Yeah. I'm out of here. Done. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, wait, wait, I'm a human too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to shepherd the flock like Jesus yeah. would, but yeah. I'm not the Lord. I'm not the right. Savior. So once we put anybody up on a pedestal, Absolutely. the higher the pedestal, the yeah. farther they can fall. Yeah. And this is where we do all have, have brokenness. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We all get the same opportunity for grace upon grace upon grace. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. And yeah. that's what I love right now. We're seeing uh, a synergy and uh, a momentum, if I can call it that, at Journey yeah. Church like I've never seen yeah. before. Yeah. Amen. Just the attendance is greater than it's been before. Our teenagers, our kids, our team <clears throat> as, as a whole, uh, we're just really really, really, um, I, I would say we're excited about yeah. where we are and the anticipation of more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this conversation reminds me of, um, the, the uh, Bible study that we're taking, um, women through right now called mm. Jesus and women. And it's been a really phenomenal study in that it kind of takes you back to the middle Eastern culture. Wow. And she's gone through, uh, Christy McClellan's the author and she's phenomenal. And she's gone through like many of the stories of Jesus with women mm. in the Bible. And one of them comes to my mind as, um, the woman caught in adultery, right? Mm. Uh, John eight. And, um, uh, the Pharisees bring her to Jesus to trap him. Yeah. And uh, there, I mean, there's so many nuances going on in the story, right? <laughs> right. Um, but my point being is that what Jesus does when he interacts with women and 
you know, across the board, uh, people, um, he, he meets us in our brokenness, in our brokenness. He, he elevates us out of the shame. Mm. And what she says is she, he, he typically will rearrange the room, right? So he'll take the people, the, the Pharisees, <laughs> who are he'll take the religious, he'll yeah. take the people judging yeah. who have no right to be judging, who have no right to be pointing the finger. And he'll look at them and say, <laughs> Uh, let's flip the script. Let's flip the script here. And so he he elevates the broken, right? right? He, he lifts them up out of their shame. He gives them dignity. He gives them um, justice, biblical justice. Mm. And, um, and he sets the Hope. record straight. You, you don't have to keep being defined like this or by this. Yeah. You go and sin no more. Go and more. sin no more, right? All of a sudden, there, there's, there's hope in that. This I am not defined yeah. by what somebody has said about me. Yeah, I am or not done defined to me, or what I've done. What I've done, yeah. or, or what, what I've been exposed to. Uh, Jesus lifts me up. Yeah. He sees me for who I am. I'm a child of God. Yeah, exactly. And then and he just he just, he just flips the script, right? Praise so he, God. Jesus walks in, and he rearranges the room, and that's what I love about him. Amen. I've really enjoyed you going through this Bible study and series because it literally you've been like a cup overflowing. Yeah. And I've just been anointed by your anointing, you know, mm. and there's been times where I'm like, oh, that's good. I'm going to preach on that this weekend. <laughs> I'm going to take God at, at his word because yeah. our conversations are so exciting when we get into God's word. And if you're a married person out there, you and your spouse both need to be in God's word so that you can talk about God's word. Yeah. Because when you talk about God's word, you're going to give an opportunity for God's word to come to life. It's like a seed. And Jesus says, when that seed goes into a heart, your heart is the soil. So you need some water. You need some sunshine. You need to, yeah. you need to invest into that seed. And then at the right time, it's going to bear much fruit mm -hmm. if, if you can have the right environment. So I want to just encourage you, not only get into God's word, but talk about yes. God's word. And even further, I've been, man, uh, I've been calling a lot of men out lately who are married and just challenging them to pray with their wives. Yeah. And you know the only reason I can do that, Kara, is because you and I struggled with that for years. Yeah, and I am not asking any man to do yeah. what I haven't right. first had to overcome. Yeah. You know, and it was hard. It was vulnerable. It was yeah. a difficult place. But we need to be a people that put into practice yes. our faith. Yes. It's not enough to go to church on Sunday. Yeah. It's not enough to call yourself a Christian. You have to put it into practice. Yeah. And what you shared about Christy McClellan and her studies that I've really enjoyed is the context. It's the context yeah. of understanding the culture of Jesus' day and not just coming to our own assumptions yeah. of what does this look like in our cultural right. context today. Right. We can get it wrong. Yeah, absolutely. We've got to understand Scripture uh, yeah. correctly and accurately, systematically, totally. yeah. that there's a purpose and a plan for God's Word. And one of the things I was sharing with you this morning that has been the biggest, like, aha for me, mm -hmm. it's... The, has been that she's talked about the you know the difference of the cultures right so we view things through a western lens it's it's very uh you know we are um uh we've been trained you know we or we we're persuaded by the the greco-roman culture right like right. um so knowledge. so the philosophers yes. yeah like we want knowledge we yes. just want to know we want to understand before we believe we have to understand it right so the middle eastern lens that culture was the um uh, the, the the Jewish first century you know culture of Jesus day was the Jews wanted to actually they, they believed before they understood so they mm. wanted to actually verb the scriptures they mm. wanted to do the scriptures they were in the dust of the rabbi trying to do what the rabbi did right yeah. so so the the difference in cultures is just it, it's astounding because um 
in America, it just explained so much for me. Right. <laughs> it explained so much for me that us in America, we want to understand uh, before we will believe anything. Oh, we, we, we hear that all the time. Uh, this is the argument of even Christians and churches against churches. It's yeah. all about what you know, you know, you know. Yeah. And, and Christians that come from a certain background, they want to, what's, what's your doctrine? What do you believe? Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's noble and honorable, but at the, nobody's asking, what is the fruit? Yeah. Show me what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, show Amen. me that you're in the prisons. Show me yeah. that you're, you're caring about who Jesus cares yeah. about. I, I want to see your doctrine statement. Well, yeah. you know, that's fine. But I, I also just want to push the Bible towards that yeah. person and say, we believe this the is what Bible. We believe, right? we believe the whole Bible from Genesis <laughs> yeah, 1 totally. to Revelation 22. And we take him at his word. A amen. At, at the end of the day, and as we've talked about John uh, 1, 1 before, as John starts off his, his gospel about the life of Jesus Christ, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was yeah. with God. That word is logos, yeah. implying the, the Greek culture. Logos is the word, it's knowledge. That, that, that it go, Does it go higher than understanding words? Yeah. You know, you could understand all the academia in the world. Yeah. That, well, that, that person must be more intelligent than I. I I'll respect them. I'll yeah. do what they do. And our world today has the same Greco-Roman principles. Well, if the news is saying it, they must have studied it and they're smarter than I am. Right. Or if the pastor said it, I'm just going to believe him or take him at his yeah. word. Well, at the end of the day, Jesus is the logos. Yes. There's no one higher yes. than Amen. Jesus. Amen. No one's smarter. No yeah. one who has more knowledge. All yeah. knowledge is found in him. Going back to, to the Proverbs, the fear of the Lord is the beginning yeah. of wisdom. You want to know knowledge? Go to God. Go right. to the person, Jesus Christ. Well, yeah. uh, Carol... This has been really fun to get back into confessions of a pastor. <laughs> it's been too long. We've been talking about this. We've really enjoyed so many of you who have let us know that yes. you're listening to this. We're humbled. We're yeah, honored. I, I think it. of Angie and McMinnville. Yeah. Uh, I think of Joy, Joy uh, yep. who recently talked to both of us. Yeah. Um, I, I think of uh, Stormy. Yeah. Uh, I just, so many of, of you have let us know that yeah. you've, you've listened to this. You've blessed us because really we've just, we just turn on the microphone. We hit record. We didn't know if any would listen to this for us it's therapeutic <laughs> yeah kind to, of. to just you know to confess yeah to confess what it's like to be lead pastors of the most amazing church on the planet journey church in bend oregon <laughs> uh we're so grateful um today has been a really good conversation yeah i think it's been great i think I, we could do this all day I'm just, i know we could keep on and on I, I, i'm just wrapping this up i'm because just thankful i honestly it's taken me a long time to get here um but i'm just super th i'm literally super thankful that we are trying to you know, that, that you are leading and I'm coming alongside you, mm. uh, a movement of faith. Um, and I'm just really, really thankful for that. So, Me too. Yeah. Well, we, we've got a lot to learn from each other. So I'll lead by faith, but you're the intelligent one. So I'll get the wisdom from you. I'm <laughs> no. learning from you, Kara. I believe you got a lion inside of you. And I can't wait for that lion to come completely out. And I believe that over our listeners as well. Man, God is doing a good work in you. Don't grow weary in doing good. Yes. God is doing a good work in you. There will be those little rocks in your shoe. Don't worry. Just get that rock out, get healthy and go where God wants you to go. My yeah. friends yeah. walk by Amen. faith, be Amen. filled with the spirit, uh, lean into the Lord Jesus. He loves you so much. Get into his word and then do the word. It's not yes. enough to know the word as James says, it. you got to yeah. be doers of the word. Yeah. Um, well, let me just pray over our listeners today in the name of Jesus Christ. I just pray blessings just as Paul prayed 
prayed over the church, grace and peace. I pray grace and peace would be multiplied, that we would be a people of grace saturated, that we would be grace givers to others, that wherever we go, we'd have our feet fitted with the gospel of peace. We thank you, Jesus, that you're for us. And if you're for us, who could be against us? We love you, Lord. And we just pray that what we've said today would be honoring to Mm -hmm. you, help us to live for you because you are worth it, Lord. Uh, We just thank you for who you are and what you've done for us. Heavenly Father, may our identity be in you just as it was with Jesus. That just as he says, I and the Father are one. May we know that God, our Father, loves us so much. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to fill us. And we ask these things now in the wonderful name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us on the journey of Confessions of a Pastor. Please hit subscribe and rate. We are better together. See you next time.